Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. Golf Talk Live is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's Andrew to tell you more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Welcome to Golf Talk Live with your host, Ted Odorico. Join Ted each week as he speaks with some of the best in golf. Sit back, relax, and listen to tonight's show. Let's join our host, Ted Odorico, as he introduces tonight's special guest. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Season 11 of Golf Talk Live. Very excited tonight, um, uh, especially excited to be back on air after an extended break. Of course, uh, uh, we ended the, the program last season just uh, about a week before uh, Christmas and uh, went right through to the end of January uh, just to have a little bit of a break and, of course, get ready for this season. But I'm really excited tonight to uh, uh, to introduce my, my first guest. I'm going to do that in just a moment. Uh, but first, let me remind everybody, of course, we are live every Thursday evening, typically from 6 to 8 p.m. Central or 7 to 9 uh, for those of you uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but for the month of February, we're going to do, as I normally do, just do the uh, hour-long show from 6 to 7 or 7 to 8 uh, Eastern, If uh, again, depending on where you are, um, just as I sort of get warmed up for the season. And then March 2nd, we'll begin, of course, the full broadcast uh, for two hours from 6 to 8 or 7 to 9. And that, of course, always features, uh, first up, the ever-popular Coaches Corner panel, where, of course, we'll have a great panel discussion with a lot of my uh, coach friends and, and uh, fellow uh, uh, pros, if you will, in the, in the industry, and then always uh, my interview comes on the second half. So that will begin on March 2nd, so you want to stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're going to get warmed up here uh, for the next few weeks uh, with some very interesting guests, uh, including tonight. Um, so let me ask you this question uh, sort of hypothetically, if you will. You know, I'm obviously down in the southeastern part of the United States where it's warm pretty much all year round, so we can play golf uh, for most of the season, but for you folks that are maybe up in the northeast and northwest, uh, as I understand today, you've got another six weeks of winter. So uh, it's not always easy to get out and play the game, uh, but it's a good time to start getting ready to play that new season. And one way to get ready is to uh, look at some of the fashion that's coming out in golf, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight with my first guest. And my first guest, of course, is Josh Mark. He is the brand manager uh, for golf lifestyle brand Swing Control, uh, and he has uh, held the position since 2016 when the brand uh, was relaunched. He started his career, of course, in the international hospitality industry before uh, making the move to fashion uh, in ladies' apparel and accessories almost 20 years ago. Uh, with an eye for fashion and an emphasis on customer satisfaction, uh, he has been involved with all aspects of swing control business, immersing himself in the golfing world, gaining insight and, of course, experience. Uh, his focus on business and product development helped expand uh, the brand ex- successfully introduced new commodities to the line, such as ladies' tops, dresses, and outerwear, as well as a new men's line. So um, he's been inter- instrumental in taking Swing Control from a North American brand to an international one with a recent expansion to Australia and New Zealand, uh, with many more countries and exciting deals on the horizon. So uh, please welcome my very special guest here on Season 11, uh, my first guest, uh, Mr. Josh Mark. Good morning, Josh. Or sorry, good evening, Josh, and welcome to Golf Talk Live. How are you? Good, thanks, Ted. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And congratulations on 11 seasons. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been. A, if I can only remember that it's actually nighttime and not the morning, I think we'll do all right tonight. So oh, that's all right. Um, details, details. All good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So welcome to the show, first off. And, you know, I, I wanted you. to sort of allude a little a little bit to, you know, really, because I, I know you're uh, obviously up in the Northeast, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but, you know, for a lot of folks, this time of year, especially in uh, those regions, are not able to obviously get out on the golf course. Of course, there are other options, indoor facilities and things like that are available. 
Uh, but now's a good time to really look at um, you know, getting your, your fashion, if you will, ready for a new season. And there's a lot of great options out there, and we're going to talk about some of yours tonight um, for both women and for men. Um, but before we do that, I want to just sort of dial things back a little bit and talk to you, uh, or have you talk rather, about how you got into this particular business, why, and a little bit about your golfing experience. What was it about golf that attracted you to this industry? Ah, good question. So truth be told, I ended up uh, coming over onto the manufacturing side of uh, the fashion fashion world, um, and it just happened to be golf. Um, thought it was super interesting and really liked the direction that the company was was taking in the uh, with the product and really wanting to blend uh, golf and lifestyle and really present a product that is fashionable both uh, on and off the course. Thought that was really interesting and uh, stuck with it. Glad I have. And um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride for sure. So what's really interesting, and I, I want to just go back for a second onto something you just said about golf and lifestyle. You know, for, for many, many years, um, the typical golf wear was something that you wore on the golf course, then you went and changed and you put on something to go out evening or what have you, whatever the case may be. Maybe you uh, were going back to work or, or whatever the situation might be. Uh, but the industry has really taken an interesting change in a direction where you're actually producing fashion um, that is something that you can not only wear on the golf course, but you can mix and match or wear for some other event. Why do you think, what was the, sort of the pivotal point that your understanding was that why fashion went in that direction? I, I, to be honest, I think people were just getting a little bit uh, fed up with pigeonholing their, their wardrobes, uh, either to golf mm-hmm. or to life, and not being able to easily, seamlessly uh, cross between the two. Um, and I think friends as well took an interesting look at that and said, you know, they may be able to get uh, give more value to their to their consumers by being able to produce a product that uh, crosses over between both segments of their life uh, more seamlessly, so that they would be able to easily take um, their golf clothes to live in and their life golf life clothes to play in, and uh, really get more bang for the buck that way and uh, build, their, build their footprint in the golf shops. You know, I've, I've noticed particularly, uh, especially in the women's market, you know, a lot of women that I've spoken to, of course, uh, I've interviewed a number here in a variety of different areas of golf, and one of the sort of the, the original pet peeves that they had was, you know, a lot of times that they wanted to be able to maybe just throw a jacket over top of what they were wearing out in the golf course and head back to the boardroom and not have to, as you said, you know, have a whole different wardrobe. Now, obviously, there are some situations where they may want to change, depending on the circumstances, but they wanted something that was sure. very versatile. Um, maybe they might keep the top and, and you know, uh, change into some slacks or put a, a skirt on or whatever the case may be, or vice versa, they maybe do something different. Um, but they wanted that versatility, and obviously, that's something I'm sure through your um, marketing research and, and R&D and things like that, that you decided, okay, we need to come up with some, uh, a direction that gives that versatility for, for uh, you know, your uh, purchasers, if you will, and your customers. So was that something that you guys really started to market a little bit before you, you did your re- official relaunch? Um, or what was sort of going through your mind, if you will, that said, okay, we need to, we need to change the direction that this industry has been going for so many years? Uh, well, I think the, the main thing is that um, our our owner is an avid golfer and his family also all avid golfers. I think while they were out on the course, on multiple courses over many years, realized, you know, looking at what his, uh, his female relatives were wearing on the course and also what he was seeing his fellow golfers, uh, specifically females, wearing, uh, he noticed that there was, there was not the best offering and definitely felt that there was a need and a hole in the market for a more fashionable uh, women's golf product and decided to, to take that and sort of, you know, uh, felt out where, where the strengths and where the weaknesses and such in the marketplace were and really realized that 
the lifestyle crossover was uh, was an untapped market, and we sort of uh, established ourselves as leaders in that segment. Why do you think golf specifically? Um, why do you think there are so many designers? I mean, there's obviously a lot out there that are coming to the game. I mean, um, I understand you were just down at the PGA show uh, last week, as was I, and, um, you know, there's so many uh, products and services and things available, but particularly in the fashion end, um, there's so much there. Why do you think golf has all of a sudden um, attracted so many people, and especially uh, industries like yourself? I think, uh, I think at least on the women's side, there, have been, there has been such a huge push for women to, uh, to start playing and introducing golf into their business, the, the business side of their, their lives, um, to take their own clients out uh, on golf trips, et cetera. Uh, I, think, I think that was a big push uh, to really develop uh, additional products for, you know, for the golf world. Um, and then I think layered that on with, uh, with COVID, where mm-hmm. uh, that was sort of the only thing people could do for a good number of uh, months, it's, um, it just catapulted the sport even, uh, even further. So I think all of that uh, has definitely helped. And we've been able to see, you know, a ton of new blood coming into the sport over the last few years, which is, uh, which is really fantastic, and a lot of younger blood too. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that in a moment because there's obviously, you know, a, a younger generation coming up that is looking at golf and saying, hey, um, I like what it does, but I want some different options when I go out in the golf course. One thing I want to point out that um, I, I didn't mention purposely in the, in the beginning because I wanted to have a chance to talk to you a little bit about that. Uh, of course, Swing Control is headquartered out of Montreal, Canada, uh, which I'm very familiar yeah. with being Canadian myself. and. Uh, I've uh, visited Montreal. Uh, if you haven't picked up the, the Canadian accent yet, you will, I'm sure, through our conversation. But um, <laughs> obviously, I, I was from uh, uh, the Toronto area, but visited many, many times. Does the uh, Quebec, Montreal yeah, uh, culture, has that helped to influence? Because obviously, Montreal is a very, very diverse um, area in, in Canada, um, much more than some of the others. Has that culture, too, really played an integral part in, in helping to, I guess, really dial in uh, on some of the designs that you're offering? Has that sort of filtered in, do you think, a little bit as well? I, I would like to think so. Um, Montreal, you know, as you know, and anyone who has been here, uh, knows that there's such a European influence in the city, which I think makes is, is super unique for uh, for Canada, and I would almost mm-hmm. go so far as to say for North America. Um, right. I think those those influences definitely uh, trickle down into our our design. We do like to be a little bit more uh, cutting edge than mm-hmm. you know some of our competitors, which of course doesn't really suit all markets. So we kind of have to dial some things back and um, right uh, and really you know design to. To, to meet everybody's uh, fashion tastes. So we like to think we yeah, have something ha- for everybody out there. Right, and, and you have, yeah, you have to sort of spread it across the, the, the market as a whole. But uh, it's always good, I think, you know, geographically when you're uh, coming from such a diverse culture in, in, in Montreal and, and obviously Quebec in general, um, that a little of that's going to sort of bleed into um, uh, whatever product or service that you, you offer. So it's very interesting, and I'm glad to hear that. Um, so as I mentioned, there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, designers now that have really gravitated to the golf industry. What are some of the ways that you guys set yourself apart from the competition? Uh, example, are, are you targeting specific age demographics? Uh, you know, what is it that you're really uh, sort of is, is the driving force uh, in, in how you present yourselves to the market? So I think, uh, good question. So I think really we, um, uh, one of our, our differentiating, our main differentiating uh, point is that all of our product is pull-on. So no, well, mm-hmm. the women's product at least is all pull-on. So no buttons or snaps or zips or any of that super uncomfortable stuff. 
Uh, everything's fully pocketed. It's got the fabric is super stretchy and has really great retention. It looks like you're wearing uh, a constructed pant, but in essence, you're really wearing just a pretty legging. Um, Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of feel to it. Uh, like I said, everything's pocketed, and it's all got built-in tummy controls. So, I think that is one thing that uh, that definitely speaks to a particular demographic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's been our our initial target, our original target uh, customer. But again, with the the influx of younger younger golfers over the last few years, we are starting to adjust our styling a little bit to speak to a more broad demographic. Yeah, and, and you know, as, you know, we're seeing this on all of the tours now in golf, both men and women, um, obviously particularly in the women more so, but even some of the guys, I mean, the younger guys now um, are much more fashion forward than what they used to be. I mean, typically it was a you know a pair of slacks and a, a golf shirt, but now they're um, you know becoming very fashionable, different types of slacks um, and different types of, of footwear and so forth. So they're they're not just sort of sticking with the status quo. Um, so so it's always interesting. So in addition to being very fashionable, your lines obviously need to have a certain amount of flexibility in their material. So how do you accomplish that? What are some of the materials that you're using? Um, as far as um, what they're made of and why you're choosing some of the the materials that you have. Perfect. So, uh, of course, to get the stretch, we've got uh, spandex in the line, um, or in the fabric, rather, Mm -hmm. which gives, you know, the the soft and stretch to it. Uh, The rest of the blend is a nylon rayon uh, span blend. So it's... uh, it, it definitely holds holds its shape, which is great. So fantastic retention, and like I said before, you don't get that baggy, you know, the baggy knees and uh, saggy bum that isn't a great look after, uh, you know, right. after a few rounds. Um, yeah, so that definitely definitely helps well, keep and, uh, keep it fresh. Yeah, and actually, they they want clothing that's low maintenance as well. You know, one of the issues yeah. typically before is, you know, and I can only obviously speak for the men's side of things, um, you know, sure. a lot of the materials now that, that clothes are being made out of, um, I, I won't say they're 100% shrink-proof, but you're not, you know, it's basically wash and wear. You don't have to hang it up to dry. You can throw it in the dryer, and, you know, it's not shrinking down to, you know, something that you'd slip onto your dog. Uh, afterwards because it right. no longer fits you. So, you know, yeah. so a lot of the, yeah, uh, and, and that's important. And especially, again, for, for women because they want to be able to, to wear, um, you know, that shirt or the, those pants, you know, multiple times, um, obviously wanting to mix and match some things so that it doesn't look like they're wearing the same outfit all the time. But nevertheless, they want something that's very low maintenance that still looks fresh and, and vibrant as the day they, they, they bought it. Um, so... I also mentioned, too, in addition to the women's wear, uh, you also offer fashion for men. Now, this is something that's a little bit newer to uh, swing control. Um, tell us a little bit about that line, and then I want you to answer this question. Uh, which line is harder to produce and why? Go uh, ahead with the first. Tell question. us a little bit about the Okay. Yeah. T- tell, us a, tell us a little bit about the men's line in general. That's something that's fairly new to you guys compared to... Uh, yes. You know your your sort of uh, you know standard, but um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, what you've come up with for the men's line, and then just give us an idea of which you're finding is harder to produce. And what I mean by produce, I don't mean physically making, but I'm talking about uh, really to come up with what's more challenging. I guess would be a better way to phrase it. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the men's line. Okay, perfect. So the men's line is very new for us. That was launched uh, last January. Uh, for a summer 22 debut in store, uh, had been very well received, all things considered. And I say that because um, the men's, so I guess it's a blend of question one and two. Um, it's the men's is a very, very, very hard uh, segment to break into, just because of the way that guys shop typically, uh, and mm-hmm. all the fantastic brands that are out there that are so well known. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the the styling and the production for men's, um, it's not pull-on, 
sorry guys, there's no tummy control. Sorry again, guys. <laughs> it's all um, <laughs> it's all, they're all constructed five pockets. You've got your button and uh, zip closure. Um, the fabric is the same. It is super stretchy. We do use um, stretch thread in the waistband, so the entire garment does move with you, as opposed to what you'll see with some other product is uh, the fabric will stretch, but you'll get cutting across the waist because they're not using a stretch thread. Uh, so that's one thing that sets us apart. They're honestly the most comfortable things I've ever worn, and I'm really, I promise, not just saying that. Um, mm-hmm. Last week, I was wearing our heavier weight, and I was calling them my constructed uh, sweatpants. Felt like sweatpants, looked like trousers. Uh, and our boss was at the show wearing mm-hmm. um, uh, our ultralight weight fabric, and he was calling them his constructed pajamas. Again, wow. constru- uh, looks like a looks like a trouser, feels like pajamas. You can't go wrong there. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, and, and you know that's the thing is, and again, particularly um, as you know, more and more people, you know, one of the things I, I guess if you were to sort of circle any positive that came out of the last several years during this pandemic, is for, at least for golf. I mean, obviously there were, you know, the, the overall. I, I don't want to suggest that was uh, was a cakewalk for anybody. It was a very tragic uh, oh, circumstance sure. for a lot of people, but. For golf, particularly, because um, the pandemic forced a lot of people uh, to lock down and whatnot, there were very few options to really get out and do anything. And golf was one of those industries that really, you know, reaped the benefit um, in a lot of ways. So as more and more people who, you know, got tired of watching uh, videos or movies or what have you said, you know, I got to do something else. You know, out they went and they got to the golf course. So you you got particularly a big influx of young or younger, certainly than me, um, that came to the game that maybe had never played before or hadn't played for yeah. you know a little while um, coming out there. So that obviously had to be uh, a provide a, a big influence to what you're doing now. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think that was sort of I hate to say it, it was that one thing that sort of catapulted our our brand was the trying to think of the best way to say this because I'm not sounding like it was the one COVID was a great thing because it really wasn't um no but it definitely did it did a lot for the industry like you said uh and and again we did definitely reap the benefits of uh of that so yes it has definitely helped uh launch us to sort of where we are now so when you when you look at the two lines and, and and obviously you have multiple categories, particularly for the women, you'd certainly have some for the men as well. Uh, obviously, at this present time, the men's is not you know if I was to sum it up, is not quite as robust as the women's line yet. What are the future plans? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, let's be honest, it never is. So it, it is what never it is. will no, be. Exactly, but exactly. Yeah, it is what it is, no. and, and it's for obvious reasons. I mean. You know, men are for the most part are pretty happy with you know one or two shirts a season. Maybe they'll you know invest in a pair of uh, you know trousers or what have you, and, and that's about it. And we're probably wearing the same you know golf shoes in most cases, not all you know that we have for the last three seasons. So you know we're not as as diligent about doing that. So I, I can see where that would be a difficult, challenging market. Where are you going to go from here, based on the research that you had? And I know you've only had it out here for for barely a year. Um, but based on the feedback that you've had, where do you see that line developing uh, as you move forward? Uh, for that one, I would definitely like to see growth in it. I think there is uh, a, lo- a lot of potential. Um, everyone, all the men who have tried the product on, absolutely love it because of, like I was talking about before, all of the stretch, not just in the fabric, but across all of the seams in the waistband, and it really truly does move with you. It doesn't sort of, you know, brace against you and restrict any movement uh, in the waist or, or anywhere else. So I think our biggest, our biggest struggle is to get, or not struggle, but challenge is to get guys to try the product on. Once they do, they fully understand it. Um, I would like to see um, the more fun and more signature swing control elements added to the product um so some more print some more color just a lot more fun 
what we've got now is very conservative, um, which yes. is great because everyone needs to start somewhere and you want to start safe. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of room to to get fun and exciting. So that's where I'd like to see it go. And when you go to test um, and expand this market, what has been sort of the feedback so far? What is it that you're getting? Uh, and I'm I'm going to focus just for a few moments on the, on the men's line, but um, and then we can certainly you know uh, talk much more about the the women's line. But what's been some of the feedback? What are they looking for? What are some of the customers that have said, hey, you know, I really like this or, you know, I really like that. Um, however, I'd love to see this. What's been sort of the overwhelming or majority of interest? Is it more color, you know, pop into it, if you will? Is it, um, you know, different designs in what you traditionally have right now? You said it's a little bit more of a conservative line. Are they looking for a different style of pant? Um, so that's not looking, and I know it doesn't, but you know, so it's not sort of following the traditional sort of cargo pant, uh, you know, dockers that type of look. Um, what are they looking for? What's been some of the feedback from your customer, from your male customers? I think the biggest, the biggest feedback we've gotten is um, just add a little bit more color and print and shelf appeal and mm-hmm. excitement to the line. Um, again, once once guys try it on, they love it because they just want more and it's sort of coming back to that you know that question you know at the show or or with the rep or whatever what else you got for me like give me the fun give me the swing control uh swing control appeal so which is something we're so known for on the women's side prints colors and all that fun stuff of course you can't go too wild but um definitely a little bit more substance there so i think there is potential we uh we're just scratching the surface so if I understand what you said earlier, the men's line is presenting a little bit more of a challenge um, than the women's line. What are some of the challenges that you guys have found or, or what has been some of the feedback, I guess is a good way to put it, that you're seeing from women? I mean, obviously you have a, a very, again, I hate to use that word again, but a robust women's line uh, with multiple options of different areas, not just pants and not just your your tops, but uh, shorts, skorts, and even dresses and that. What has been some of the feedback from the female side of things? What are they looking for um, that either you're not currently offering or to add to what you've got? I think the biggest thing that women are looking for is um, something that will set them apart from, you know, from others on the course, be it color, mm-hmm. Uh, print, style, like styling, bells and whistles, any of that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's all stuff that we've successfully incorporated into the marketplace. I think feedback that we've been getting getting on the uh, on the women's side is that you know the ladies want to see some new fabrics and, uh, incorporated into the line, a little bit more performance based as opposed to like that performance um, lifestyle crossover. So. I think I think it's got you know the brand is going to take an interesting turn in the next uh, couple of seasons as far as what mm-hmm. we've got and uh, what we're about to give you or give the marketplace. So yeah, I think that would be the the biggest thing. It's uh, it's always people coming back. What else you got for me? I love what you're doing. What what's the next the next wild thing from Swing Control? Do women typically like to have one piece that's a little bit more? Um, I guess, and I'm not a fashion person, but flashy. Like in other words, maybe their top is very flashy, but then the 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 you know the accessories or that maybe are a little bit more uh, conservative. As an example, maybe they have a a very flashy or very colorful uh, short or skirt, even, uh, but maybe a fairly um, solid print, if you will, uh, for their top. Do they like to have that sort of balance where so it's not all just you know, one big, you know, color palette. What's typically are you guys finding um, with the feedback that you're getting that women typically want? Is it a little, is it sort of all over the place or is there a trend that you're starting to see? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think we, <laughs> well, for, firstly, I think it really depends on what her, her style and her personality uh, is. Does she like 
bigger, bolder, brighter, or is she a little bit more conservative uh, and sophisticated with her, her color palette and, uh, and print selection? Um, from there, I think it really, it really depends. I mean, in our line, we've got, we really try to hit uh, and select something for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we've got the bigger, bolder, brighter. We've got the little sophisticated geo prints. Um, and sort of everything in between. Um, so it really depends on what it depends on what she likes, and we sort of give the opportunity to mix and match and make your own personal style from our uh, from our assortment. Right, and, and I, I guess the reason why I ask that is, you know, because I've, I've obviously been on your website, so I've looked at some of the different uh, styles and things that you're offering, and and the reason why I ask that is I noticed too in some cases where you'll have a, a, a print in the, in the pants or, or the, you know, the short or what have you, uh, but then a, a more solid color on top to sort of balance it out so it's not all print all over the place. Um, yeah. And some are, are more, um, you know, uh, whether it be a crop style or a full pant, uh, what have you. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, how often do you try to introduce new products? How often throughout the year so, are you introducing new products? So typically we do a, uh, a spring drop, which starts to ship mm-hmm. to our, uh, our awesome retail partners uh, middle of November, and that's available sort of throughout the better part of, you know, the next 12 months. Uh, we do another launch of new products uh, at, uh, at the store level, uh, summer injection for May 1, and then we drop mm-hmm. our true fall product July 1. So we do three drops per year, which uh, definitely keeps things fresh through spring-summer. And then we're able to sort of hit the uh, more traditional fall uh, feel and vibe right. a little bit later in the year. So basically about three times a year you're coming out with... Three times a year, um, yeah. Right. Are you, and again, I've looked on, on the website, most of the, the fashion that you have is uh, sort of a lighter um, in, in fabric and so forth. Do you also, or are you going to be moving into a direction, again, because you have different seasons and things where um, they can layer, whether it be a type of sweater of some sort, uh, pullover or what have you, uh, to give them a little bit more, um, warmth, shall we say, in, in the cooler months, particularly in early spring and fall, where you tend to have a little bit cooler. Uh, is that something that you guys are going to be introducing maybe in the next year or so uh, or have thought about, or is that not an area you're going to go into? You're going to stick to pretty much what you're doing now, maybe with just some other options. So we're, you know what, we're actually very new to tops in general. That was only added uh, for spring 22. So we started shipping that end okay. of uh, 2000. 21. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all new. We are looking to add uh, some sweaters, uh, hopefully for the this coming spring, which will be really exciting. Uh, we do currently mm-hmm. have a vest and a little lightweight bomber jacket. That's sort of our right. outerwear. Uh, but we are definitely mm-hmm. looking to expand those those categories um, in the seasons to come. Yeah, because I, I mean, there, there's so much out there now. Um, you know, where you have more, you know, you've got your active wear and your sports wear and, and, and then you have sort of a general. Um, so it'd be interesting to see um, with, what you've, with what you've got now um, how you sort of transition and add those additional products to your line. Um, so where is the, for the most part, where is everything manufactured? Is it manufactured in Canada, the United States, overseas? Where is the... Uh, clothing line being manufactured, um, and what typically is the turnaround if somebody wants to, uh, you know, purchase some of the products? What's typically the turnaround? Perfect. So most everything, most all of our women's bottoms at least are produced locally in Montreal, which is super exciting. Oh, wow. um, definitely something you don't see a lot of these days. So we're very thrilled to be able to continue uh, with Montreal's heritage of uh, being a apparel manufacturing hub. Um, so we're still able to do that, which is great. Um, some of our tops just due to 
the technical uh, requirements for manufacturing are done overseas. We just don't have the capabilities, unfortunately, here locally in in, uh, in Montreal. Um, right. And the men's currently is done overseas as well. Again, because of uh, because of the technical requirements. So most is made in Canada. We do have some that is done overseas. Yeah, and obviously there's costs too. I mean, it, there's certain things that it's very difficult to. I know, same here in the United States, it's very difficult with some aspects to de- to develop it and design it. Here. I mean, certainly design it, but to uh, fulfill it here is just a, the cost comparison yeah. is it's much more expensive. So it certainly make makes sense. Um, I, I think what what's unique about your line is, uh, and again, I've seen a lot of things on the the market is it's very in a lot of ways um, very simple and elegant yet offers a certain element of sophistication um, and fun you know a lot of lines typically tend to go down one way or the other and you sort of cross over you've got certainly an aspect of, of a sort of a more conservative look but at the same time, one that's a little bit more fun as well. So you can sort of mix and match if you want, if that's what you choose, or you can kind of go all in fun one way or all a little more conservative. And I think that you've sort of found a, a, an equal balance between the two, um, which is not always um, – I mean, I, as I said, I've walked around the show this year, uh, certainly a lot of interesting lines out there. Some were very, very um, – you know, certainly very different. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I mean, teach his own, obviously. Um, sure. But you, you've sort of, you've sort of blended in very nicely into a market where you're not just going one specific market, and then everybody else is sort of off in left field. So you've, you've created something that's very appealing to a wide spectrum, which I, I'm assuming is what the agenda was. Yes, absolutely. Again, like I said, we it's something that. When we're coming to the design table, we want to hit uh, all all tastes of color, style, and, and so on. So we really try when we're picking our color palettes and um, uh, and our prints to really find stuff that suits everybody. Definitely somebody who's going to look at the line and say, I want all of it, um, because we do go from one extreme to the other. But we definitely want to be able to hit uh, – you know most most taste levels and uh, preferences with what we're with what we're offering, uh, both color and and print and, and so on. So, are the lines uh, male or female? Are they available in any stores or pro shops, or is it exclusively online? Uh, we are all three. Um, definitely, oh, okay. definitely online. We do have some amazing retail partners, uh, both. Golf specialty stores and uh, green rice pro shops. So we're kind of everywhere and looking to uh, constantly looking to expand. So yeah, it's all good. Fantastic. Um, what do you see on the horizon? Obviously, uh, you're very excited and passionate about what you're doing. What do you see on the horizon for swing control? Uh, control? What what is it that you're looking? In a perfect world, what would you like to see? Ooh, um, <laughs> good question. Uh, definitely expansion on the on the golf side. Uh, we do recognize that um, racket sports are are typically going hand in hand with golf um, mm-hmm. at the specialty store level, and also at the club level. So definitely bran- branching off into uh, into product for racket sports. Um, we are seeing, like I said, a younger or an influx in younger uh, golfers to the game. So would like to expand and sort of focus a little bit more on on that customer um, and sort of get her hooked on swing control product as she, you know, moves moves on and through through life and. We can always be there for her uh, and then really develop the men's line. So a bit of everything, really. Do you think the market that swing control is is going to be in is typically going to be 
to a younger market overall. I mean, the reason why I say that is obviously when you look at the line, um, it, it's not typically something that, you know, say a 50 and above crowd uh, is necessarily going to um, look at. So are you planning on staying sort of in that, that demographic where as new younger golfers come in uh, and young men and women come in, that obviously you'll, you will sort of more or less focus in that general area? Do you see that as, as kind of being the, um, the general focus of swing control? Or is there any possibility, say someone like me <laughs> down the road, uh, may want to take a closer look? Is this typically what we're seeing now going to be the area? And, and I understand why, because obviously the market's growing there at, at the, the, the bigger rate. Um, but is that something that, that at least at, at this time being, unless something changes, um, where you're going to focus more on a younger demographic? Uh, so historically, our our demographic has sort of been in the 55-plus range, I would say. Um, but oh, wow. again, over the last few years, with with everyone uh, turning to golf, especially younger people, the demograph- our demographic at least is getting younger. So I would say we're starting more in the, you know, somewhere in the 30s and, and, and on from there. So I think, I, I really think we're just trying to hit, hit everybody and sort of see what, mm. uh, see where it resonates most, which, you know, with which demographic. Uh, but I think long term, we, we definitely want to be um, targeting, not targeting, but uh, speaking to our the younger side of our, our business and uh, sure. in hopes of, you know, getting them hooked on the product and, and being there for them, you know, over the next many, many years as they, right. you know, as they age and, and we're there and uh, forward group staple. So when you sort of brings me to an interesting question. Um, when you look at, you mentioned that a lot of your, your demographic um, traditionally, or at least early on, has been sort of the 55 plus. Um, now you're, you're starting to see some 30-somethings coming in. What's the difference between what the 55-plus crowd's looking for? What is more important to them? Is it more comfort, um, you know, the flexibility in the materials, um, uh, and not so much necessarily the patterns or coloring and that sort of thing, as opposed to the 30-something crowd? Are they more into, um, you know, the, the, the overall physical? I mean, they're obviously they're both interested in the physical appearance, but... Um, what's a higher priority for each group? So you can tackle whichever one you want first. So the 30-somethings, what are they most concerned about? What's sort of been the feedback from them? And then the 55-up crowd, what's sort of been their main focus when they're looking at the line? So I think for both categories, um, the, the main focus is looking good and feeling good uh, in, mm-hmm. the, in the product. Um, I think for the older, typically or historically, it's been – uh, comfort, color, print, um, and also a little bit of extra length uh, in the skirts and in the shorts, just to sort of cover areas that um, sure. they're a little less comfortable with knees and, and whatnot. Um, but interestingly enough, over the last two years, I'd say, we've had more and more and more requests for shorter and shorter and shorter in skirts mm-hmm. and shorts. Um, and that's not just coming from the new, you know, the younger golfers, but also right. from the uh, the trimmer, fitter, and shorter ladies, whatever age, uh, who, you know, want something that's a little bit more comfortable, a little less fabric, um, and sort of uh, dowdy looking, you know, if you're mm-hmm. four foot three and wearing an 18-inch skirt that cover, covers your knee, it's not the most flattering of looks. Um, so I think right. she's really just looking for something that's overall uh, an elevated look and far more far more flattering. And I think that's where you get some crossover between the uh, older and the younger generations. Uh, younger, of course, just want to show more leg. Um, right. And the older just sort of wants it to fit better. 
So it's an interesting so it's blend. More, it sort of hits both. Right, more for uh, leaning comfort in that. And I, and I think you, you mentioned too, which is interesting, I think, you know, for some of the older generation who are becoming more health conscious and wanting to be more fit and so forth um, are also wanting to be um, fashion forward too in their look and appearance. So I think that's yeah. probably why you're seeing some of that as they're getting more active and in different parts of their life um, are wanting to, you know, also be able to feel that, um, you know, they're not uh, being sort of put out to pasture, so to speak. So I get it real, yeah. real no, simple. Yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I think you're seeing that in, in a lot of different areas of life, not just in fashion, but um, very interesting line. And uh, obviously, we want to you know, get the folks uh, at least, at the very least, looking at, at uh, what you have to offer. So um, tell them where they can go to uh, online, where they can get more information, and, and, uh, and obviously, uh, hopefully, purchase some products uh, from you guys. But where, where's the best way for them to, to get more information on, on Swing Control? Perfect. So if you go to our website, swingcontrol.com, it's easy. Uh, you'll be able to see our, our latest and greatest uh, collections, as well as um, some testimonials about the brand, a little bit more about us and our company, uh, and just all the, the good information that you want to find out. It's all, it's all right there for you. And also, you're active on social media, um, obviously Facebook and Instagram, uh, as well as LinkedIn and Pinterest. So uh, if you want to, uh, and I'm assuming that obviously through a lot of your social media, uh, as new things uh, come to fruition, you're uh, active in social media to let people know when new lines are coming out and new products and things like that. So uh, in addition to the oh, yeah. website, if you're uh, wanting to follow them, uh, you can click on their social media uh, and follow them through there as well so you can get it uh, firsthand uh, uh, through those different social media sites and that. So make sure you go to swingcontrol.com. Uh, Josh, I want to thank you um, very much for, for coming on and being my first guest of the uh, 11th season here on Golf Talk Live. It's always interesting, and I think it's, a, as I said in the beginning, uh, before you came on, I think it's important uh, as we, you know, as many uh, in the country and, and elsewhere get ready for a new uh, golf season, uh, it's not just uh, important to, you know, work on the fundamentals of your swing and get your swing in shape, but it's also a good opportunity to say, hey, maybe it's time uh, to update that wardrobe uh, that hasn't been updated for a little while, uh, again, men or women. Uh, so maybe this is a great place to start. So go to swingcontrol.com, and uh, there's a little something for everybody there. But, Josh, I want to thank you very much for coming on this evening and spending some time with me here on Golf Talk Live. I appreciate it, and uh, it's been an honor and, and been a lot of fun, and I hope you'll come back and join me sometime. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ted, again. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity and your time, and uh, it was great. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, definitely do it again. All right. Thanks, Josh. You have a great weekend. Thank you, too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Josh Mark, uh, brand manager uh, for the golf and lifestyle brand Swing Control. Again, you can go to swingcontrol.com as their website. Uh, obviously, uh, a very... Uh, robust, as I said, uh, women's line, but also something there for the men as well, and they're going to be expanding that line as uh, as the season progresses. Uh, hopefully we'll see some new stuff uh, and some uh, expansion, if you will, uh, come this spring. So you want to make sure uh, you take uh, uh, a look there uh, when you get a chance. But I want to thank everybody for joining me this uh, first uh, show of the season. I'm looking forward to uh, many more great guests. Uh, the bookings have been uh, literally flying off uh, the, the shelf, if you will, uh, we're already booked right through to the end of July uh, on Golf Talk Live. So we're working on August and September and beyond. So uh, if you're interested, if you're in the golf business, if you're uh, tuning into the show tonight and you feel that you've got something that uh, you'd like to share with my audience, uh, it's going to be a little down the season before I can get you on. Uh, but you can certainly reach out to me. My email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And it's not just... Uh, in this uh, part of the industry with fashion, but uh, maybe you're a golf professional who has not been on the show before and you'd like to. Uh, certainly, uh, maybe you've got an academy or something unique you'd like to share with my audience. I'm always uh, interested in doing that. So again, you can reach out to me at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com, or maybe you've written a great golf book that you'd like to share and promote as well. Uh, always glad to have you on the show. Uh, don't forget, on March the 2nd, which is a month from tonight, uh, we'll be coming to the full show, which will be from 6 to 8 p.m. Central here uh, on the blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, 
we will have the first hour will be Coach's Corner, which is a, a nice, uh, interesting discussion with my fellow professionals. Uh, they join me on that first hour of the show. In the second half, of course, always have an insightful interview with my very special guest of the evening. So I hope you join me for that. And in the meantime, uh, for the next few weeks until that, uh, I will have just an hour show, which will be from 6 to 7 p.m. Central or 7 to 8 uh, Eastern, for those of you on the East Coast. And uh, hopefully you'll join me over the next few weeks. I've got some great guests lined up in those weeks as well. But uh, keep tuning in, and uh, you will see as uh, the season progresses that uh, there will be some new guests coming on this year that have not been on before, and I'm very excited about that. So uh, we're going to take a quick message uh, advertisement from Golf Tips Magazine, and then I'll do a final wrap-up. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. And don't forget to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe. You can get a uh, six, uh, sorry, a six issues for an annual subscription for uh, just $9.99 if you enter promo code GOLFTIPS21 uh, in the promo code box. It's all one word. doesn't matter whether it's upper or lower case. GOLFTIPS21. Uh, if you subscribe now, uh, go to GolfTipsMag.com. Uh, you will get a full year subscription, which uh, is bi-monthly issues, six issues in total. Uh, and you can get a year subscription for just $9.99. It's a great option. There's some other options available there as well. If you want to add the digital, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, but go to GolfTipsMag.com. Again, a special thank you to tonight's guest, uh, Josh Mark uh, from Swing Control. He's the uh, brand manager for their golf and lifestyle brand. Uh, thanks again to him for joining me this uh, evening. And uh, if you missed the broadcast, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golftalklive after the show and just scroll down to the on-demand section. Just give it a few minutes for it to populate and you'll see uh, tonight's episode there, the recorded version in its entirety. And for some reason, if you've missed uh, some of the earlier uh, shows in past seasons, you can scroll down to that on-demand section and uh, you can listen to them there. And uh, as I close out, you will hear some other great ways that you can tune in and listen to this podcast. So appreciate everybody for joining me the first uh, show of the Season 11. I'm really excited. Next week, I will be also... Uh, jumping in with my good friend and co-host uh, LPGA professional Cindy Miller on Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, here on the same network for the Women of Golf Show. We'll be having a, uh, our Season 10 uh, start off next Tuesday, and then uh, next Thursday, of course, we'll be back with Golf Talk Live. So we're getting ready into the full season. Our break is over, and uh, looking forward to some interesting interview guests throughout the year, so hope you'll join us. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week here on Golf Talk Live. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Ted would like to thank this evening's special guest for joining him on the show. Remember to join Ted every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Central on Golf Talk Live. You can also listen to Golf Talk Live on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. Be sure to follow Ted on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email to ted at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.